This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop One in Five pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey everybody, Jacqueline and Mina here, your co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast. Today, we will be sharing a conversation we had with a fellow female founder. You see, we believe women helping women is what the world needs more of. Introducing our female founder episodes, where we interview fellow female entrepreneurs and highlight their small business. Our goal is to shine a spotlight on product businesses to encourage our community to support each other learn from each other, buy from each other, and lift each other up. So let's jump in. Hey, everyone. We have another amazing Female Founders episode for you today. Today, we're going to talk about reimagining your business journey with a very special guest. We have Lara Van Slyke of Lara B Designs. She is the founder and designer of an amazing leather goods and handbag company. So welcome to the podcast, Lara. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> We're thrilled to have you. You're in our mastermind with us right now. And it's such an honor to get to work with you in there and to really kind of help you on your business journey um, and growing and growing this business, right? It's a beautiful business. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, it's been amazing to be part of the mastermind and part of, you know, the product boss. It's like I was saying, it's just, it's a motivational. It's very invigorating and, you know, being with everyone in the group. And I love it. I I love the energy. So yeah, such an honor to work with you. So tell our listeners what you make. I design and create a collection of leather handbags and accessories. So all of the leathers that I use are handpicked from local sources domestically as far away as uh, Italy, Spain, Brazil. Um, And I do travel to kind of pick things out. So, um, but I, I really concentrate on leather that is, has just a buttery soft texture, uh, very lightweight and something that's really unique 
that you won't see in every brand. So I like to keep very clean lines, uh, practical styles, but yet let the leather really shine through with with my designs. But you make the leather goods yourself, right? It's Everything's handmade. I do. I do. Yes. Everything is handmade. Uh, right now, everything is handmade in this studio, uh, except for a couple of styles that I do um, outsource. So, Which are your yeah. bestsellers and you had to scale those, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I want to kind of like rewind rr, rr, <laughs> to the beginning of your journey. Um, so you are like me, you have a degree uh, in fashion and it's, our, our paths are very similar, like working yes. in markets and being in LA and all the things that you did. <laughs> but so let's kind of just go back to that journey of when you decided to start your own product-based business, which was a handbag business, were you the maker then? Or how, what, how did your journey first start out when you started this business? Well, when I first started, I was looking for a, well, it was after design school and I decided that I wanted to um, start my own, uh, my own business. So I actually looked in the yellow pages uh, to find a handbag manufacturer and I did, I found one in, in LA and I worked, I worked with him. He was fabulous. He was also a one one person, one man band. And uh, he was great to work with, uh, as well as I found a company in Mexico that I was able to work with. And it, it was it was great. I was I was working with both of them for a few collections that I did. And I was doing wholesale and selling cross country. Whenever I would travel, I would go ahead and you know, check out a local store and things like that, visit friends and find new, new retailers. And, uh, my big win was, uh, Tracy Ross on, um, <laughs> on sunset. That was my, uh, they were great, super to work with. Um, and so, you know, it just, it really evolved from there. Um, but that was my, that was my first incarnation. So when you started off, you started off as a designer where you designed and you worked with manufacturers, right? To create your patterns yes. to, to make the goods for you. And you kind of went the traditional route, which is where you and I align, especially from fashion background. Did you go to markets? Did you go to tra- like um, accessories to show or any of those kind of shows? I did. I did uh, DNA. Uh, uh-huh. designers and agents um in the was it in the cooper building then or where was what uh, no no i did it actually in new york oh okay I did, yeah um again i was i was traveling back here <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i like to travel oh me um, too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that but those that was probably the only design uh, you know trade show that i did Mm-hmm. But, so you were doing trade shows, you were manufacturing, you were selling wholesale, it was all mm-hmm. traditional. And then you were selling as well, right? You were kind of representing yourself. Absolutely. You didn't have a sales I rep. Didn't, I didn't have a sales rep. No, I, whenever I went um, with all my wholesale accounts, I went door to door and I would kind of load the small bags into the big bag with my line sheets and uh, swatches walk in and ask for the the buyers um and no one knew that i was actually the maker so um i had to have a very thick skin um for (laughs) whatever they might say and luckily most of them were very very kind but you know you just you never know what um what somebody 
is going to say so. <laughs> but that's how I, I that's how I got all my my retail accounts was just, you know, one on one and walking in and following up a lot, a lot of follow up and, you know, notes and which is something that I learned, you know, in my wholesale, you know, working in showrooms and things like that in my background. So. Right. Yeah. Cause you, your background was, you were working at, you used a fax. We're not even talking yellow pages. You probably used fax <laughs> right, machines right. too, right? I yeah. had a fax mm-hmm. machine. Absolutely. Same. <laughs> was mm-hmm. a fax. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then it was truly boots to the ground. This is where the term bootstraps comes in, right? It's literally you strap your boots, you get moving, you go door to door, you make it happen. You make the connections, you make the phone calls afterwards, you rep yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that yeah. is a hard lesson to learn in sales sometimes, you know, but it's like, it's the best learning experience that you could ever have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I think I enjoyed that just like now uh, or pre COVID um, working with the customers, you know, and, and getting their feedback. That is the most valuable, you know, when you can really talk to your customers, it's fabulous to be in a store and, and have my wholesale accounts, which I love, but I miss, you know, I miss out on hearing exactly what, you know, they love this style, but they wish it had a back zipper or a front pocket or, a, you know, a crossbody strap. And many of my designs have um, evolved from listening to my customers. So it's so great to, you know, really have that feedback. Yeah. Real quick though, on saying that, was it one customer and then you changed everything or did you get feedback from more than one person and oh, then no. that's when you added? Oh, many. Yeah. Before everybody starts changing everything that's no, listening. No, no, no. No, it's, it's when you hear things over and over and over mm-hmm. and, you know, no way. I, I yeah. Okay, good. Because sometimes people are like, I'm thinking of doing X. Everyone's telling me. And we're like, how oh, many no. is everyone? And they're like, no. oh, two people. No. <laughs> one was my uncle, but still. <laughs> So you were doing the traditional route. You were selling boots on the ground, manufacturing your bags, great success in Tracy Ross on Sunset. And then what happened? And then it got to a level where I just felt like I needed more help. And I just, I couldn't really manage. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I wasn't in MSM or, you know, or I, wasn't, I wasn't working with you. Yeah. Or the mastermind. So, um, I just, it, it was just too much. It was too much. And I just sort of had to put it on the back burner. I just decided, you know what, this is it. I need to, I need to distance for a bit. And, um, so I did, I, I had to do that. Unfortunately. Well, but unfortunately, but fortunately too, because like you, what, what I love about this story and your journey is that you realize this wasn't working for you, right? You yeah. did it. I mean, and the way you were doing it is exhausting, traveling, selling, making all the things. And so you're like, okay, I've grown it to this point. And then you had that decision of, do I take it? Where do I take it next? Mm-hmm. Or, and then for you, your choice was to pull back, yeah. right? To kind yeah. of reimagine what your life would look like. Cause it feels like maybe your life and your business were no longer aligned. Right. Things. Yeah. The balance was way out of whack and um, yeah, that's exactly it. So I, <laughs> I just had to, uh, I just had to, uh, you know, just shelf it. And it was never anything that I said, I'm never going to do this again. I just knew that timing wise, I had to, I had to just wait a little bit. So, mm-hmm. and it, 
it's worked out better, I think. So. How many years off did you take between sort of that, that route, that journey to where you are now? It was a long, it was about 10 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We do go through long seasons of our life, right? There's certainly times when I'm like, oh, this would have been so much easier if I didn't have little kids, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Says every mom during COVID. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, but your creative spirit was there and you still love accessories and handbags. And so then what brought you out of retirement 10 years later? (laughs) (laughs) So I was working freelance and moved back East. And uh, I still had it in the back of my mind and my, my freelance uh, had dissolved. So I had prior to that, I had already started kind of on the side, like, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to get things going. And so I, I made my clutch and, you know, and I was like, oh, this is great. And, you know, then the, uh, the design kind of dissolved and I was like, okay, this is it. Either I really go for it right now. Or I decide to just go and get a full-time job, which was, there was just no way. (laughs) So, Uh so my husband and I happened to be walking down the street and passed an Etsy store, um, one of their pop-up stores. And so he said, you know, good, just go in, see what they say, see if you can, you know, set up. And so I did, I went in and asked, and I remember it was Halloween And I said, you know, do you have any extra space? And they said, not in this store, but we are opening one down the street. And this is on Newbury Street in Boston, which is a great place to be. And she said, it'll open December 1st. So, you know, are you interested? You know, fill out the application. So I did. And it was all completed within about 24, 48 hours. And so I was accepted and had a month to start creating uh, more than just my clutch um, so I, I designed a tote and a couple of cross bodies and, and I didn't have a ton of stock, but you know, I had enough and, um, and it was great. It was, it was fantastic. I had a very small, like three by three space, but I, you know, you just, I made it work and I went home at night and sewed whatever I sold that day. And so that I kind of kept my stock going and it was fantastic. So it it really gave me that energy, like, okay, this is it. (laughs) This is, this is the time. Yeah. Cause you put it on the back burner and you probably always felt like there's that little piece of you, right? Oh, it's still, you know, when we're passionate about something, sometimes we do put it on the back burner and then it comes back and it's reinvigorated and it's always something that's been lingering with us no matter what. So it sounds like that's what happened for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I was just, I was re-energized and I, you know, I knew that, you know, now it was, everything was going to kind of fall into place. I felt like I knew about the next steps of, you know, I felt, well, didn't, I didn't know everything, but you know, I knew that there were markets and things like that, that I wanted to try, which I never even considered in LA. So, um, you know, so there, there, it was definitely a different direction and um, an organic, a little bit more of an organic um, way of, of building things, which I, I was, uh, I was happy about. So, well, I think also just that, that 10 year jump forward technology changed, right? You didn't have <laughs> back to, you know, yellow pages and fax machines uh-huh. <laughs> because my retail experience too, you know, was early 2000s um, markets 
like you said, like purchase orders, but paper fax to you, yeah. um, you know, credit cards were a newer thing in, in POs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So right. as you, you leaped forward in time and in technology, then you saw that there were other ways to contact people. There were other ways to sell the fact that Etsy was taking an online presence and doing physical pop-ups. Cause I think mm-hmm. that was around 2015, right? You said that you did it. And that was sort of that time of pop-ups kind of coming back and, right. and being a, a big thing. So it is, it's kind of like that right time, right place. But what I hear you saying, which, well, one, yay to your husband for that nudge, you know, yes. mm-hmm. nudging you back <laughs> into your passion, you know, but that, that idea of things falling into place and you, you had the experiences that you had, and then you could make different decisions for your business moving forward. Sure. Like what sure. you reimagined what it could look like. Cause you and I come from a d- traditional perspective where traditionally it was this way. And it wasn't when Mina and I met, I saw, I also saw this other side, this other world of, of making manufacturing, selling in different ways in the traditional route, which is Mm -hmm. where you started. Yeah. Right. And I've been a part of that traditional route too. And it does feel there's a different energy about it, right? When you go back and you're like, oh, when I start, when Jack and I started speaking at trade shows, I was like, oh, I forgot how this feels. So you almost I like- do you love for, a trade show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's just, you know, it, 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 it lights you up in a different way. It's like a different energy about it. So it's really great. I also grew up in the time of faxes. I was in the yellow pages, like I said, for uh, when I first started my business, which I still get uh, phone calls from because I don't know what happened, but that number transferred over to, you know, my life now. So 20 years later still, you know, so it's amazing what, you know, that journey looks like. And so, okay. 2015, you started taking that journey and it sounds like you just enjoyed it more, right? Um, as far as like taking it slow, figuring out what you loved, reimagining it. Is that the pace that you were kind of doing in the organic? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I absolutely did. I, you know, and, and I, I'm based in Boston. And so there were a lot of outdoor markets and things like that. So I, you know, mainly two on the week, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. And so I signed up for everyone that they had all season long, April through October, every weekend which was insanity, (laughs) but I did it, you know, and you, you meet, I met fabulous other artists and, you know, and things like that and really had a sense of community and of other, you know, people going through, you know, we're all setting up, we're all doing the same thing on the weekends and and things like that. So it was, it was great. It it was uh, definitely uh, a good way to start, but it was, again, it kind of went back to the work-life balance and it, it was just craziness. So, you know, you hear a lot of ideas from other artists about other shows and things like that. So I was able to, you know, hear about uh, juried craft shows and things like that, which, so I was interested in that. My price point of my product tends to be a little bit higher. So also these, I was doing these shows every weekend, but it wasn't necessarily the best place for me. So I learned that, you know, that it's, it's great for the feedback and to hear, you know, the customers that love things and, you know, what they need. Um, but uh, I was able to kind of start to apply for other shows. And and that really, uh, really started to, I started to travel more and, and uh, I really felt like things were um, more valid and just made more sense to me, I guess. So, Maybe more aligned, aligned with yeah, what you wanted. Right, right. So you, so you got back into it you're making, you're selling during the day you're making. And so what did the next couple of years look like, like pre 
COVID times. <laughs> if we can remember. They were great. Um, you know, every year I, you know, you, you kind of reassess, uh, you know, the first year was all about the weekends. And then the next year was about, you know, this show in Maryland and this show in San Francisco or Michigan or, you know, wherever. So uh, Chicago. And so I would just, I would kind of let, let certain shows go that weren't really working and just sort of fine tuning. But um, sales wise, everything was really gaining momentum um, by, you know, leaps and bounds. So I was able to actually uh, then get into in 2018, I applied for a grand central holiday show. So that was, that was huge. And um, yeah, it's not easy to get into. And actually, one of the uh, organizers had contacted me and asked me if I wanted to be in the show. And it was, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a giant commitment, but it was pretty much life changing, I think. So um, I'm really, really glad I did it. And, you know, and again, sales just kept, kept going. So it was 2018, 2019. And then, then we have, it was a whole nother life after that. <laughs> but look, before we jump into that part of it all, would you say that your main driver of sales was in person then? It sounds like you were still boots to the ground mm-hmm. in person. Were, was anyone buying anything online? Did they have that ability or was still really in-person shows? Absolutely. It was 90% in person. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I had, I have had my Shopify site um, for years and I love it. Uh, but it wasn't, I also had Etsy for a while, but then I, I, Got rid of that. But yeah, it was mostly, mostly in person. Okay. So you kind of almost repeated what you were doing, right? Traveling all over the place Uh in person, (laughs) contingent on you. And I'm sure, and I wonder if towards that 2019, were you starting to kind of feel burnout again from in person or did you were? Absolutely. I actually, my next reassessment for 2020 was dive into wholesale. Okay. Uh, I wanted to, I was like, okay, you know, I've, I've, I've got some traction. I understand what the customer wants. I know what's um, selling. I know, you know, what I need. And um, so that was my, that was my plan. And one of the shows that I do is in Maryland and it's wholesale and retail based in February. Um, and uh, so that was, you know, so I had a few stores, but, you know, it was something that I really, really wanted to, um, to grow in 2020. So that was my plan. Okay. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> and then it's 2020. Yeah. But it sounds it, like, you know, it really, because what I love about your journey is that you're constantly realigning yourself because mm-hmm. you already knew what it was like not to be in alignment with your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, everybody was thrown out of whack when it came to 2020, right? But it sounds like you were already on that way, right? You were already figuring out that, oh, I want to look at more wholesale. I don't want to do as many in-person events. And what does that look like? And mm-hmm. then it was kind of thrust upon you that, well, better do it now because all the in-person events were canceled during 2020. 
And then yeah. now you still have done the same, that strategy, you know, and now that you're in the mastermind with us and we've just started working with you, has it been like a couple months now? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And we are, that's the track is, is getting you into wholesale and seeing, you know, online wholesale and seeing what that looks like for you. Yeah. And that's, that's been great. So I have gotten into fair and abound and have orders already, you know, within a week. So it was, you know, I, again, I feel like, okay, it's the right time, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and some of my other retailers are, are doing really, really amazing. So, um, I feel like it's for me anyway, for me, my product, it's, it's definitely coming around. Um, and it's, yeah. And so, and then are you leaning more into direct to consumer online as well? Like trying to sell directly to them through your website? I am. I am through emails and things like that. I find that, you know, growing that email list is hugely important. And, um, and they, they like the reminders. They like to know what's going on and know, you know, where you're at. And so it, that has definitely generated good sales for me as well. So amazing. And, and I think that's something important to say because, like Mina said, we all kind of got knocked off our like our feet basically when it happened. We all had, we said it back then. We had plans. Yeah. <laughs> and our plans had to change. What I found actually really interesting, and we were working with so many people that were doing in person and did not want to keep doing in person, but they felt like they had no other options. They were like, this is how my business is built. This is yeah. how it's always going to be. And when in person was canceled, it was, you know, canceled. And even actually retail, I'm sure for you too, dipped because retailers also didn't know what to do. They right. weren't getting foot traffic. They also maybe weren't online. It was also this, we were all in it together. Um, we really saw that kick on, you know, people had to get online. They had to start selling direct to their consumers. So what's really interesting, we've seen this with so many students is that they, they were like, this is the only way, right? In person was the only way. In person was taken completely off the table. They had to find another way. And because they had to, they were kind of force pushed into it. They have transitioned their business where now we can talk to students and they're like, I'm up year over year without in person, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the stuff that's really exciting and amazing because imagine now if you get to go back to in person in the way that you want to. If you wanted to, plus you've established this business that's stable online, that has an email list, that has retailers, that you've got multiple streams of revenue, which is, you know, multi-stream machine, (laughs) the possibilities are endless, right? And the growth is wherever you want it to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that is definitely the way I look at it. You know, I want to, I definitely want to grow other, other streams of revenue, you know, whatever that may be. Um, But that's, yeah. So how is 2021 looking for your business? Like it's definitely, it's definitely up for sure. So, um, over 2020, (laughs) (laughs) right. But here's the thing too, right? You feel, do you feel like you're aligning yourself to be where you want to be with your business? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, yes. And I know that it's, it is going to grow and even more than, than what it is. So it'll be even better than what what I'm hoping. (laughs) And I mean, that's the goal. And, and, you know, you did, you invested in yourself, the business owner, like you Mm -hmm. said, I mean, when you started, I don't, podcasts weren't even a thing. Um, you know, maybe you and I would have met on a trade show floor at sourcing (laughs) and maybe we would have worked together at that point. But even when I was starting, people weren't hiring consultants. Like I was one of the first people to have 
a website back then. So, but what I love about you and your story and just like your, your perseverance, your tenacity that you're able to reimagine mm-hmm. throughout your journey, like to make sure that your life and your business aligns. And even maybe when you weren't expecting it, right. But you were probably on the brink of burnout again. Mm-hmm. And so we all sort of got yeah. kicked into this other world, but now I mean, I'm really excited about, actually, I'm really excited about 21, 2021, because I think that there's all these new possibilities. We all know how to work with this sort of like, with the pandemic and with things being open and shut down, we're all learning this new way. And then imagine what's possible. Cause I know with handbags, I'm sure also, and a lot of us haven't left our houses, we haven't needed handbags, (laughs) right? right? I am telling you though, with the weather changing and with like the vaccine out there and all this stuff, I have been, I mean, I am so excited of all the things I'm going to buy when I leave my house. Exactly. Exactly. And I I know that that will, you know, once that happens, once the, you know, vaccine is there, things will, you know, get back. I do have collectors of mine who are, you know, oh, I have two or three that I'm waiting to use. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I know it's there. Um, it's, it's just a matter of, again, persevere. And, you know, you just, you have to, you know, wait for it. And, and that patience. And patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if the stores that are buying you, are they in certain areas that are more open? than others have you paid attention to that data not um yes but some of them are seasonal actually that have been buying and selling my my best retailer is in a seasonal location and she is sensational (laughs) i mean people are open people are shopping mina and i just this last weekend it was the first time that we both took our kids to stores i think it's just this i think there's this feeling of hope and i think we're gonna all start to see things shift again and things that Mm -hmm. i mean for you our goal for you especially within the mastermind is to make sure that you're stable and ready for this growth Mm because so many things i think are going to come your way and we want you to just be ready for what that is to boost this business back up Yeah. I think if there's one takeaway from this podcast episode for everybody who's listening, it is that there's not one right path to, to success for any business, right? Or Mm -hmm. even, even one person, because even when we see Lara's journey, there was the manufacturer with the one, you know, little um, manufacturer that you partnered with essentially. Right. right? Right. Then there was the version where it's like, you're traveling back and forth and you um, are going to, uh, trade shows, all right, and then there's the in-person trade shows, which is a different version of a trade show because it's an in-person directed customer trade show. And now there's this other version that you have, right? And all those can lead to different versions of success, but which one is it that aligns with you the best? And there's different ways to get there every single time, you know? So that is like, I love your story because of that, because you are just such a light and you're just, you know, so positive as, (laughs) and, and still it it is, you're developing your own version of what that looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, and, and I have to, have to, (laughs) have to be positive and, you know, and, and make it happen, you know, believe that it will, will happen and be brave. (laughs) Gosh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it's okay to make a mistake and um, you know, you never know. So you never know who you're going to meet too. That's, that's always something I told myself, you know, at a show, it was a slow day and, you know, can you just like, it's just takes that one person to walk in who's X, Y, Z and, you know, and you just never, it was, it was so interesting to me. So I know that there's other ways to, um, 
absorb that to that feeling. So, yeah. Do you have a tip that kind of feels like a tip, but do you have a tip for other product bosses out there from, from your journey that you'd like to share with them? I would say, yeah, the be brave part of it. Um, but also initially I remember somebody telling me that it's a really hard business and, and you really shouldn't bother. And, um, I was like, I'm sorry. Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I, you know, don't, don't let anybody tell you no, you know, if this is your dream and this is, you know, in you and, you know, lights your fire, then you, you know, you really have to go for it and, and believe. So yeah, it, it's, it's just about, you know, believing in yourself, I think is, is huge. <laughs> Amazing. So. so share with our, thank you for that. I, that's so true. And so sure. share with our listeners how they can buy from you, follow you and share your company. I am uh, Lara B designs, L A R A the letter B and designs with an S.com and Lara B designs on Instagram and Facebook. So Amazing. Make sure to support her as a small business, to buy from her, to follow her, to share with anyone that you know um, that would love her handbags and leather goods. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. You you really are truly such a light and inspiration and hope. And I, and I hope that our listeners can take a little bit of that away too into their journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, it's been awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Lara. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five.com, the link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the shop one in five pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.